0: Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study, only about 13 minutes long each day, but seven days a week, keeping us in God's Word and thereby helping us to stay strong and grow stronger in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Being at God's Word every day, even for a short period of time, it's just so important for us, so beneficial to us in our spiritual development and our spiritual strength. Help people in your life, and you know some, I'm sure, who need to grow in their faith, who need to be more focused in a spiritual direction, who need to think more about their relationship with God and their soul's salvation. Help them by sharing these short studies with them every single day through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody become stronger in their faith, maybe turn their life around. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them and for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study. It's actually the second section of this. We're trying to get across the the important emphasis, don't let the devil win in your life. Again, we've said that there are people out there who don't believe really in the devil. If they believe, well, maybe, you know, evil might exist, they might even say evil does exist, but they don't don't believe in the devil. They don't believe in an eternal hell. And a whole lot of those would also say they don't believe in God, and thereby they don't believe in heaven. Well, they're living a life that has no hope, that really, in reality, profoundly speaking, it has no hope because they're just living a physical life and going through a physical world and a physical existence that is has no hope, no ultimate destination for them except the grave and bodily decay. Nothing after this life is over. That's a hopeless life. Hopeless life. And what would be the meaning of that life? Well, that's again another study for another time. We've talked about that in the past. But The fact is that God created us in his image, Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27. And so he created us with a soul. So we have a spiritual being within our physical body, and that's eternal. Not the physical part, but the spiritual part. And so because God created us in his image, he created us with an understanding, a realization of good and evil. Now, the other side of the ledger is the devil's out there, too, and he's the author of evil. And so anyone, I believe, pretty much anyone would would recognize there is evil in this world. And if there is evil in this world, then we have to recognize there's also goodness, because evil is the opposite of goodness. Now, coming to those recognitions and admissions then we have to recognize there has to be a basic standard or author of goodness as well as a basic standard and author of evil and the two are opposite god obviously is the only conclusion the only logical reasonable reasonable conclusion for the author or for the existence the truth that there is goodness in this world. You take God out of the picture, you can't explain goodness. And the opposite, then, of God is the devil. Evil, personified. Now, if you take one out of the picture, you say, I don't believe in God. Well, then there is no goodness. There's no basic standard for goodness. And there also is no evil, because there's no basic standard for evil. Evil is the opposite of goodness. So you see, when you deny the one, you've automatically denied the other. People don't want to think about the reality of the devil, his existence, and hell, his eternal condemnation or place of condemnation. They don't want to have to think about that. They want to be able to live the lives they want to live with no repercussions, basically. But God is there. God is saying, the devil is real. Hell is real. Believe me, I am real, and I want goodness for you. And the ultimate realization of that is an eternal home with me in heaven. Well, so we need to be sober we need to be vigilant because your adversary your enemy the devil is walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour but god has said we can resist him if we're steadfast in the faith faith comes by hearing the word of god romans 10 and verse 17 and that's 1 peter chapter 5 verses 8 and 9 unfortunately a great many people are following the lead of the devil into sin into evil, into eternal condemnation in hell. Philippians chapter 3, verses 18 and 19. The word destruction is used as their end in that particular text of Scripture. But how can we effectively resist the devil? How can we effectively not let him win and be confident that he will not win in our lives? Personally, we walk with God. James 4 verses 7 and 8. Submit to God Resist the devil, he will flee from you. Draw near to God, he will draw near to you. Now, how do we do that? How do we walk with God? Well, first we have to come to him through Jesus Christ. We have to repent of our sins. That's the ways of the devil. We have to turn away from the devil. That's repentance. A change of mind that leads to a change in action, behavior, lifestyle. And we need to confess our faith in Christ openly as our Savior and Lord and God's Son. And we need to be baptized into him for the remission of our sins. Acts 2 and verse 38, Acts 22 and verse 16. And as we're baptized into him, Romans 6 and verse 3, the next two verses, verses 4 and 5 and 6 even, tell us that we are raised with him reborn spiritually, made new, forgiven of our sins. We have been given a do-over. Well, but then that's just the beginning of the new life. We've been forgiven of our sins. We've been redeemed. We've been reborn spiritually. But now we begin the lifestyle of living the faithful, dedicated Christian life, living with God, walking with him, James 4 and verse 8, and submitting to him, verse 7, and thereby resisting the devil, walking away from the devil. No room in the life of a faithful, dedicated Christian for the devil, because the faithful, dedicated Christian is focused on his dedication to God and Jesus Christ. And so we talked about Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10, Titus chapter 2 verses 13 and 14, Titus chapter 3 verses 7 and 8, and also verse 14, that God has good works prepared for us, works in his service that'll keep us focused, that'll keep us spiritually productive, that'll keep us living a good lifestyle, a godly lifestyle, and thereby will not give us will not give the devil, I should say, the opening to get into our lives, to get into our thinking, and throw all kinds of temptations to lead us into sin at us. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16, Jesus said about those who would follow him faithfully, he says, you are the salt of the earth." But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. So we're supposed to be a good, positive, godly, seasoning influence in the world around us, on the people around us. He goes on in verse 14 and says, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So Jesus says, as true Christians, we're supposed to be shining lights of God, of Christ, of Christianity to the world around us, to everybody around us. We're supposed to be positive, life-changing influences on other people. And we're supposed to live that life with purposefulness, again, being engaged in the good works of Christianity that God has prepared for us to be involved in. And we all have our individual abilities and capabilities and opportunities along that line. The Apostle Peter wrote this in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 11 and 12. Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. The fleshly lusts are the temptations that the devil throws at us, and they war against the soul. He's trying to lead us into destruction for our souls having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles or the unbelievers, that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may, by your good works which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. And there's that principle again of being seasoning salt and shining lights before even the unbelievers in the world around us, that they can see the good difference in our lives from what they see all around them and the lives which they're living themselves. They see the difference, and that becomes an influence upon them. We're to glorify God through our good works. We're to keep our minds focused on things above, on heaven, on God, on our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, Colossians 3, verses 1 and 2 and paramount among the good works that we should be engaged in is to whatever degree we are capable individually, is we need to be reaching out with the message of salvation to everybody around us. In Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20, Jesus told the apostles, go therefore and make disciples, my followers of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. We're to be shining examples of Christianity, and part of the way that we're to do that is to, in whatever way we can, teach people about how they can come to Jesus Christ for forgiveness, salvation, and eternal life. We'll continue next time. Let's pray. Father in heaven, help us to see the way that we can serve you in godliness and to be good godly influences on people around us who need to come to you through Jesus Christ for forgiveness and salvation, Father. Help us to be those shining examples, that seasoning salt. Help us to help people see, not to our glory, but to your glory, to see the different way, the better way that they can live with the ultimate hope of eternal life with you in heaven. Please, Father, please forgive us as we fail you. In Jesus' name, amen.